It is Power FM Brecky with Molly and Craig joining you on this Wednesday at 22 minutes away from 8. And joined... Geek Speak with Molly's bestie, Richard Pascoe. Optus Victor Harbour. Optus, covering more of our region. Hello, darling. Morning, Molly. Morning, David. <laughs> Every week. I love it. Every week. Oh, gee. Well, all right. I'll be David today. I think I have an uncle called David, so we're all good. That's. I'll just... How are you saying I think? Oh, I don't see him very often. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Well, we see oh, Richard. Hang on. What's the what's the mystery of Uncle David now? That's what we've got to know. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just you know, he's... Dad's from a big family, right? So we got like right. eight, eight, eight. Oh, see, I don't even know. There's just heaps of them. Eight siblings. <laughs> Something like that. Your dad has yeah. eight siblings. Yeah, it's like and you have seven or nine. Never told actually. me that. Yeah, that's incredible. A lot of them teachers as well. Imagine if I was on the radio every week. I mean, every day with you. Imagine the things we could get out of David today. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, nonetheless, we you talk are, about yeah, exactly. Yes, you're here for Geek Speak, Richard. Let's stay in our lane. Um, <laughs> uh, Apple AirTags. Uh, tell us more about these and how we can make the best out of them. Uh, Apple AirTags are a small Bluetooth device. They're round. They've got button batteries in them, people. So what do we do with things that got button batteries in there? We treat them with great safety and we mm. don't put them down in front of the kids, do we? No. There's Richard's lesson of the day for you. <laughs> Um, but what happens is with Apple AirTags, you've got to find my service on your iPhone. You put an AirTag on there. Then if it gets out of range of the phone, you get a little beep on your phone saying you've left this behind. However, what you can also do is if it gets right out of range of your phone is you can place your AirTag into lost mode. And then when, when it gets within range of any Apple device, out any iPhone or iPad out there, it will go along and show you where it is. So that's an important thing to remember. So I'm going to give you three situations where you might want to use air tags. Yep, fire away. When you go camping or hiking and you put one in, you know, put one in your tent because there's nothing worse than you might go out for a while, come back and there's 300 tents on this campsite. And you would have done this, Molly. <laughs> and you go, "Where's my tent?" Yeah. But with the Apple Air Tag, you can go along and find your tent Very on good. there. So in your jacket pocket. If you go out sometimes, you might take a jacket off, um, put it somewhere, and basically you walk out the walk out of the place. And as you're walking out, your iPhone will go along and say you left your jacket behind. Great. Go back and get it. The final one I really like inside your luggage. Now we all know there's problems with airports at the moment, but if you put them inside your luggage, you'll actually know where your luggage is in the airport. Now this is being used a lot at the moment by people. So um, it releases stress of trying to locate your suitcase. And, you know, basically you can go along and you can be waiting for your suitcase and have a look where it is. Or if it's on a plane to Hawaii, you can see it's going down the runway at the time. So, you know, just three places where you can use them that I think is, um, yeah, it, it just makes a lot of sense to me. I want to chat about um, private browsing because we've all seen the little incognito mode <laughs> on our guy phone. guy in his jacket and his little yeah. uh, dark glasses and hat. In my, in my it. eyes, it doesn't feel like it's private at all. It just tells them what you don't want people to know. <laughs> like, target me with more stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. what's the deal, Richard? You've got the hot the hot tips. Yeah, I do. Private browsing is really is for um, people that share computers sometimes in, you know, in the home. Business-wise, they can put things on the computer to make sure that, you know, no matter what you browse, they'll tell you to be able to come out and say, hey, David, you shouldn't be browsing this on work time. Mm. Um, not that you would ever do that, David. No. Um, oh, that's but, you, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't 
so it doesn't keep a log of your site visited um, or saved in. It doesn't save information like credit card numbers or address. But it, so it adds, you know, a certain level of online protection, but it doesn't really stop you being tracked altogether. It's probably more for couples in homes where hubby goes on, doesn't want the wife to go along and see things, or the oh. wife doesn't want the hubby to go along and see certain things. Yeah, because they're buying be each other things. nice presents and they don't want to spoil the surprise, Molly. Geez, you clean that one up, David. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, let's go from that to Crap Tech of the Week real soon. This, uh, we're very interested to find out about this more traditional gaming product. Crap Tech of the Week. I said Crap Tech of the Week. Richard Pascoe's Crap Tech of the Week. Hello, Richard. Hello, Molly. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I stopped there. Um, what on earth is the item this week? We've got a chess-playing robot, and whoever would have thought that chess is now a contact sport? <laughs> so, you know, does the artificial artificial intelligence uprising start with a Boston Dynamics robot with handguns duct taped to the top? Oh, if you've never done it before, Google Boston Dynamics robots, people. <laughs> if you've never done it before. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, or does it begin with chess playing robots? So from July 30th to the 21st, there was a ch- the Moscow Chess Open. So as a seven-year-old kid in there, actually had his finger broken by a chess playing robot at the Moscow Chess Open. Now, one of the things we don't know, there could have been a prior beef between this kid and the robot. So you know, maybe the robot took it a bit too seriously. <laughs> but according to the Russian news network, the robot had just made a move that took a piece away from the child. The child then attempted to make his next move quickly, apparently a decision that was against the safety rules that resulted in the robot moving in and crushing the boy's <laughs> finger, causing Shaved a fracture. Ow! So, so, you know, you've got to wonder what the safety rules were regarding this chess-playing robot. I can only imagine the rules were probably don't move too fast or the robot may attack, mm. or if the robot attacks, make yourself look bigger to scare it off. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, the kid was able to continue playing in the tournament, but they had to put a cast on, um, mm. and his parents are going to press charges. That's why, unfortunately, this chess-playing robot is my crap tech item. Oh, I've just Googled it as well. These are those ones that they've programmed to dance and things like that, and they have the dancing robot dogs and, and things like that. That's that company. That's that, And they've got a robot now that can lay um, uh, plasterboard inside. Oh, great. They're taking our jobs. They yep. said it was going to happen. Uh, That's right. Re- reportedly as well, that uh, robot said when uh, the match was over, I'll be back. <laughs> reported, reportedly. <laughs> uh, as Richard Pascoe will, of course, next week. For more Geek Speak, until then, Richard, uh, you can catch up with the latest at adelaidetechguy.com.au. We'll see you next week. Look forward to it.